This is a GRDC podcast. A comprehensive survey of WA grain growers has revealed the key factors that most influence grain producers' fertiliser strategies. While the economics of rising nitrogen fertiliser costs have been hitting grain growers hard around Australia, growers have revealed that agronomics, especially around the amount and distribution of rainfall, play a surprisingly significant role in determining fertiliser decisions. Hello, I'm Deborah Bishop. Taking into account that the survey was conducted prior to the current nitrogen price hike, fertiliser decisions had become less sensitive to socio-economic factors over the last 10 to 15 years. The survey of more than 400 grain producers revealed that agronomics and logistics have gained considerable ground as key factors important to grower fertiliser decisions. I talked to University of WA's Dr Elizabeth Peterson about the role of agronomics being a key fertiliser decision-making driver. So farmers have a lot of decisions to make regarding their fertiliser decisions and specifically the nitrogen in respect to our study. And these decisions are things like the rate of the fertiliser, when they're going to apply it, how often within the year, the type of fertiliser they apply, how much time they're going to spend making sure they get the most accurate level of fertiliser for their farm. And these decisions are increasing importance for farmers. The size of farms are getting bigger, the percentage of crop within a farm is getting bigger, the potential yield of crops within a farm are getting bigger and that often means that nitrogen requirements are increasing. So fertiliser within a farm is the biggest cost for most farmers and is increasing. So it's becoming more and more important how they make these decisions and it's becoming more and more important also as they deal with increased volatility of markets. We've seen geopolitical volatility recently that's caused the price to go up. We've got climate variability. So farmers are making these decisions that are becoming more and more important within a volatile market and climate environment. So they're growing in importance for farmers. Okay. Now, you've gleaned this information from a grower survey and it was quite a substantial one, wasn't it? That's right. We surveyed 425 farmers. So it's rare to have a survey of that size. And it's just over 10% of the number of grain-producing enterprises in Western Australia. So it's a sample that's quite large. So we were really grateful to be able to hear from farmers and to understand the farmer's perspective. What were you asking specifically? I mean, I understand it's along the lines of, as you've mentioned, the rate and frequency, but is it whether they fertilised or not? How often? What type? What depth? You know, was it that depth of detail, if you like? Yeah, that's right. So we had five specific fertiliser decisions that we focused on. So one was the rate of fertiliser. The second was how many times they apply that rate of fertiliser through the year. The third one was the form of the fertiliser, was it granular or liquid? The fourth was with what accuracy they decide on nitrogen rates. And the fifth one is how long they spend deciding their fertiliser strategy. So how long they spend working out all these individual fertiliser decisions. Okay. Now, take us through the factors that have affected growers' decision-making processes. What did you get out of this survey? So the purpose for the survey was to understand what factors influence each of these five decisions. So we asked farmers 
questions that led us to generating 50 different potential influences. And we categorise these potential influences into agronomic, logistic or socioeconomic. So the agronomic factors were things like the level, the distribution and variability of rainfall, uh, growing season as well as annual rainfall, crop type and the crop sequence of the type of crops, soil type, those kind of things, they're the agronomic factors. Then we looked at the logistic factors, so that's things like whether you've got the labour, the machinery, whether you've got appropriate storage for the fertiliser and the management capacity to carry out your nitrogen strategy. And the third category was the socioeconomic category, so that included the price of the nitrogen, the price of grain, whether a farmer has any budget constraints, can they put on exactly as much as they want to put on or do they have to hold back because they just don't have the financial capacity to put it on? And also, what are the goals of the farmer? So obviously most farmers are trying to maximise profit, but they may also take into account whether they want to reduce risk as well, whether they've got environmental considerations and whether they want to ease their lifestyle, you know, would you want to be able to go on holiday? Those kind of decisions as well. So in any survey, often we will find uh, some surprises emerging. Was this the case here? Yes, absolutely. There was two main surprises. One was we did a statistical analysis using these 50 variables and each of the decisions that I alluded to earlier, those five decisions. And for each of these five decisions, none of the socioeconomic factors came out as statistically significant. I mean, that's not to say that farmers aren't maximising profit. They absolutely are maximising profit. But this survey was conducted in September 2020. And at that stage, the price of nitrogen was low compared to the price of wheat. So the price of nitrogen compared to the price of grain, I should say, it fluctuates, but generally over a trend that's at the same level and the economically optimal rate of nitrogen fertiliser is lower but almost the same as the yield maximising level of nitrogen fertiliser. So there's not that much different when the price of nitrogen is low and so farmers really want to maximise their yields. But obviously in the last year or so, the price of nitrogen has spiked and this has happened before. It happened in 2008, it's happening now and it'll happen in the future. We know there's going to be market volatility but we don't expect that to stay in the long term. But now price would be a greater issue but two years ago when nitrogen prices were relatively low none of the socioeconomic factors came out as important. It was agronomic and logistic. That was the first surprise. The second surprise was that though farmers are saying their rainfall has decreased over the last 10 to 15 years, it hasn't affected their fertiliser strategy which is surprising but I think is explainable in that we're improving our technologies with higher yielding crops with better management strategy, digital technology, soil amelioration, dry seeding. We've got a lot of these innovations that are causing us to increase productivity and productivity growth is outstripping the reduction in yield due to climate. So farmers are keeping up and so therefore even with reduced rainfall, it's not having a significant impact on nitrogen fertiliser strategies. Take us through then how the level and distribution of rainfall affect growers' decision making around fertiliser. So we asked farmers about their nitrogen rates and how often they applied nitrogen 10 to 15 years ago and then now, which was 2020 when we did the survey. So 10 to 15 years ago, they were applying nitrogen one or two times a year. 
and a maximum of three times a year, and an average rate of 48 kilos of nitrogen per hectare. Uh, and then in 2020, they were applying it more often, two to three times per year, and an average nitrogen rate of 60 kilos of N per hectare. So the amount and distribution of rainfall is affecting how often they tactically put on nitrogen throughout the year. So they certainly put some right at the outset and then as the season unfolds, if the season turns out to be a good season, they want to increase the nitrogen rate to make the most of that yield, then they will apply nitrogen two or three times again that year for a maximum of five in total. But if it's a lower than average rainfall year, they don't want to waste their nitrogen or burn it and so they're not applying as much. So they're tactically adjusting more now compared to 10 to 15 years ago based on when rainfall comes. So it was mostly growing season rainfall. How important a farmer found that they were applying timeliness just before a front would come through, but also things like soil type and managing the nutrient level. Another really interesting outcome from the study, though, was how important logistics were. So for all of those five decisions, logistical issues came out as important too. So being able to store the fertiliser and have the fertiliser, if they're applying it at seeding, ready to not slow down their seeding rates because they're getting bigger farms, more crops, as I said, high-yielding crops, labour can be an issue. So having the nitrogen there available when they want it requires a lot more logistical forethought management capacity. When are they going to source it? Are they going to have it there available? So, yeah, the key findings were agronomics is still king. Logistical factors are emerging. It wasn't an issue so much 10 to 15 years ago. It's emerging more of an issue. And socioeconomics generally doesn't play a large role, but it does play a role such as we have now with fertiliser spikes. Certainly price will become a really higher importance now, but we don't expect this price spike to last. We expect the price to come down again and then the role of socioeconomics won't be as important again. Now, you've got a journal article planned for 2023. Where can growers get their information from at the moment in regard to the survey? That's right. So we are going to have a ground cover article coming out in 2023 and then a journal article that will come out in 2023. So we'll let growers know when they're available. And just to wrap us up, how important is it for growers to participate in these surveys? I know they take time and growers are busy people, but how important is it to have that input to ensure that there is relevancy in your research that translates to the field? Absolutely. We can have a theoretical knowledge of what's going to influence, but we can't replace being able to speak with growers. And we made sure we had growers evenly distributed based on area on the four GRDC port zones, so Geraldton, Quinana, Albany and Esperance. So we could understand growers with all different types of soil types, all different levels and distribution of rainfall, the guys that are getting their hands dirty with this stuff understand what they are really facing with, how they're making decisions so that we're not making an academic or theoretical decision and therefore we can target research that's going to affect them directly. So if you get a random phone call for a survey? Please do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Liz, thanks so much for talking to us. Thanks, Deb. It was a pleasure. That was Dr. Elizabeth Peterson, Adjunct Senior Lecturer from University of WA. More information can be found in the description box of this podcast. I'm Deborah Bishop, and thanks for listening. <laughs>